If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, enough pissing about. All Welcome right. to Slightly Something Else. This is the Holiday Buyer's Guide, which <laughs> was the broad topic we came up with to cover a couple of things. Absolutely. Remember that uh, we are going to read your super chats out from the halfway point, which will be probably be more like the uh, one-third point, considering the time we lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm suddenly distracted by Jack's mug. Yes, uh, that this is just one of the wonderful holiday gifts we will suggest that you buy in the course of today's podcast. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, get your super chats in. It really helps support the site. And we'll read, if you want us to answer something specific or say something specific, we'll get on those from the halfway point from around 11. Absolutely. So where where to begin, Jack? There's so, there's so many places to begin. Um uh, I, I have I've brought with me in my office here so many things as far as like gift gifts are concerned. Uh, I have a ton of board game ideas. I have a ton of regular game ideas. I have a ton of just technology ideas. But I, I would like to start off boring, if I could. Well, that suits you very well, Jack. I am. I am a basic boring dude. <laughs> and I'm very okay with that. Uh, here's like, to me, one of the, one of the greatest gifts I have ever gotten, uh, and something that I continually gift to other people is a really nice set of rechargeable batteries. I, yes, I know, but, and I know what you're thinking, like, wait a minute, this is for like gamers and yes, batteries go in effing everything. No, it's, it's true. I have uh, a set a battery recharger in my office mm-hmm. to circulate my double A's through my controllers and my wireless keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. It's a very handy thing to have. It's... The whole household seethes with envy for my uh, rechargeable batteries. In fact, every time the the baby's in here, she immediately goes straight for them because <laughs> she likes the little glowing light. And it's... That is, that is to me like that is a gift that is a little on the boring side, but any person who is a, a, a PC enthusiast, a gamer in your life who doesn't already have a really nice set of rechargeable batteries will get so much use out of that. It's practical. It's fun. That's where I'm starting. <laughs> All right, then. Well, you know, one thing you put batteries in mm. uh, the controllers for the Oculus 2. <gasps> For example, you mean the thing that is going to help bring VR into the mainstream? Yes. Well, it's probably not going to do that, but uh, yeah. Yes. Which I've already done a review on, mm-hmm. which is worth looking at. My latest zero punctuation on the Oculus Quest 2 and Resident Evil 4. Because, yes, it means, you know, sucking up to big tech and. Um, basically being complicit in the ongoing acceleration towards total societal collapse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's really cool to look at a thing with your face, with your actual face. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) 
and it's still astonishingly affordable. Yes, Oculus Quest Two, like three hundred bucks, ridiculously affordable, wireless, um, and a not a bad VR headset. Three hundred bucks for the one hundred twenty-eight gig uh, hard drive. Yeah. Well, you don't really need that much because VR games, all the VR games I downloaded on it have been like 8 gig. Mm-hmm. You can install as many as you like. I guess, uh, the, I guess the graphics aren't quite cutting edge. But who, but who the fuck cares? No, no, no one has ever, like, in, in the history of consumerism, no one has ever chosen quality over quantity. Oh, that sounded sarcastic. I, it was a statement of fact, but sure, a little sarcastic. <laughs> you know, the reason VHS beat beta is because they were cheaper and easier to produce. There you go. That's the, the, uh, that's the secret. The reason that people uh, overwhelmingly stay home and watch Netflix instead of going to movie theaters is more options. They're not always better options, but there's more options. Hmm. Quantity over quality, uh, America has chosen. <laughs> Yeah. So the handheld controllers uh, both take a battery, but the headset is plug-in to charge. Mm. Don't don't forget that it's plugged in when you try to put it on, because it's easy to get excited about its wireless quality and immediately start flinging yourself around the room, and then your power sockets are going to have a very bad time. Well, and, you know, to me, that leads into my slightly boring other next option, which was uh, and in these are I started my my list as far as like things that I thought people could buy in a physical store, because obviously we are what we're, you know, 10 days away from Christmas time. Merry, well, quite. Merry, Merry Christmas, uh, everyone uh, who celebrates uh, a hearty and, uh, you know, slightly late L'chaim to anyone who celebrates Hanukkah. Well, what the fuck serious gamers buys things from physical stores these days? Well, what I'm saying I, is if you if you need to buy something now, get it from a physical store because it might not ship in time. <laughs> what I always think is a nice thoughtful gift is a, is a nicer Steam code or Steam key. And there's so many creative ways you can deliver that to someone. You could uh, put a deceptively large box full of uh, stones and then uh, you know, they open it and think you're pulling some kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Then they dig through the stones and there's a little steam key on a piece of paper, which is uh, just as good as a full boxed game. Well, one thing I quite like to do is uh, compose a sort of custom crossword for the gift recipient Ooh. and uh, highlight some of the boxes in the crossword and say, uh, put these boxes in order and you will get your steam key. <laughs> so they have to solve the crossword to get the steam key yes i love it uh, but get... then i'm the sort of person who likes composing crosswords and we're a rare breed these days <laughs> absolutely one moment still shit i'm on my own again oh no i'm here i'm here okay well in which case the kind of games i'd recommend creating uh Steam key crosswords for would possibly be games like Psychonauts 2. Mm. That's a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of because I was like putting together like the uh, short list for my top fives video. Sure. And by Christ, that was difficult this year. <laughs> yeah. Weren't so many games that really made me go, yes, I like this. 
and I'm having a good time. Well, I guess the one <laughs> game that took me by surprise by how much I enjoyed it was The Artful Escape, mm-hmm. and I feel weird about recommending that as a game because it doesn't have one. Oh, I get it. Although get it. one another game I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it was, of course, It Takes Two, which surprised everyone this week by taking home the Game of the Year award in the uh, at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. which isn't the most originally named awards ceremony, but it does exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? I, I want to circle back a little bit to to this idea of like presenting a a seemingly boring gift in a unique way because that was yes. similarly on my list you know like steam gift cards steam codes uh gamestop gift cards any any sort of thing where it's a piece of paper instead of a present right hmm. is there are a lot of ways to give that as a gift people like that as a gift but still make it very fun you know the classic uh, russian nesting doll of box you know gift within a box within a box within a box let them Mm. spend some time to open all of these boxes only to find a little gift card that's fun right um sure (laughs) well the the act of opening a present a big present is part of the gift giving experience and so yes. a, a lot of times gift cards are like just come in an envelope or you put them in a bag so you don't have to spend the time to wrap them. And you put it in a, a regular card and write some heartfelt thoughts on Ooh, the inside. And see, see what you were talking about here, talking about uh, spending some time and making it personal. And I like that. Uh, we are big fans here of scavenger hunts. You yes, know. you could uh, you could do that with a steam key, certainly. You could definitely you could. do that. You know, one Although, clue leads yes. you to next clue, leads you to next clue, leads you to next clue. That's always fun. That, mm. And and if you have children, really draws it out, <laughs> which is important. Yeah, keeps them out of your hair for Christmas afternoon. That's very very important. <laughs> but you know, I think I think stuff like that, stuff like cash. Like is very valid gifts, um, but finding an amusing way to present that still then shows that you're putting effort into the gift, even though like the gift card is seemingly low tier on the gift list. Gift well, list. Steam Steam keys tend to be my go-to option mm-hmm. for gifts because you know I agree with that one episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation that said that a gift should in some way reflect the giver as well as be something the recipient would like. Hmm, okay. I find people rely on me for good game recommendations. Sure. So, you know, my friends and relatives can expect those from me. I will descend from my ivory tower <laughs> and tell all those plebs who aren't in, who aren't like on the inside like us, mm-hmm. which games are worth their time. So, yes. As I was saying, it takes two. Uh, probably a good couple's gift. Ooh. Because like it's it. uh, the two and strictly only two player. Mm-hmm. Or something to get for a loved one or spouse. Although they might not appreciate the implication. Say, hey, let's play this game about a couple who are going to get divorced and eventually uh, grow back together uh, are you, are you uh, from their experiences. Are you trying to tell no, me no, something? I just, no, no, I just thought we might enjoy 
this game about a couple getting divorced and maybe our kids would enjoy it as well i, I just feel like and probably is, won't have any awkward questions at all this is a, you're giving me a hidden message here i just feel like this is uh this is for me here what would be your game recommendations from this year jack from this year uh, uh probably near the top of my list would be uh, metroid dread i had a lot of fun with metroid oh. dread Although it scored very poorly on the annual Game Maker's Toolkit analysis of accessibility in games. Sure. But that's Nintendo for you. Right. Nintendo know their button mappings best, and you're going to walk the fucking line. I, I, that was definitely a, a surprise for me. I did want to remap a few of the buttons, and my inability to do that was, frustra- was frustrating for me, and I don't have any accessibility issues. I can only imagine for someone who does have that, it would be an absolute deal-breaker. Uh, that people being said, it's still a very good game. It was in your mic's a bit quiet, My mic's a way. bit quiet, by the way. I was, you know what, I turned it down because I, had, I saw in the chat that uh, there were some hissing noises. And mm. so I turned it down a bit, but now I've turned it up a bit and moved it closer to my mouth. Well, Metroid Dread certainly has a sort of Christmassy color scheme to it. <laughs> it does. Uh, and after you get the ice beam, it's snowing constantly. There you go. <laughs> Though I find uh, Switch games slightly uncomfortable on my large masculine hands. And I just can't... F- seem to find a decent permanent solution to that i've used pro controllers and they all got stick drift mm. so now i have to use like the original controllers again or just uh, use the whole thing as a handheld and i have yes. to sort of prop my prop my elbows up uh agreed agreed um though like i i guess i've never had problems i have a, i've had a pro controller since i got my switch and i've never had a problem with it so i'm sorry well, there you go I'm sorry. Uh, speaking, of the, speaking of the Switch, last game I was playing on that was uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Oh, okay. Which uh, I'd also recommend to someone who likes other games in the Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, don't give it to people who've only ever played Persona games, because they'll probably be uh, disappointed by the lack of nice girlies to kissy-poo with. Oh. See, Shin Megami Tensei is like... Uh, well, it was the mainline RPG series that Persona spun off from. Oh, so the okay. original, so the original Shin Megami Tenseis are all sort of like kind of hardcore RPGs. Oh, you have to take the combat very seriously <laughs> and figure out the and figure out the best strategies. You mm. can't just coast through like mashing the debuff button like you can in Persona. Okay, okay. Does it have the same kind of intricate storyline or? Well, not really. I always thought like the the story in the Persona games is better. In uh, Shin Megami Tensei, I find like all the focus is on the combat and on building up and like uh, building the most optimal. Uh, I almost said personas there, but they don't call them personas. They're called demons in Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> oh, you were about to get a bunch of angry emails. Yeah. Well, some reviewer apparently complained that. Uh, who'd apparently only ever played Persona games complained that Shin Megami Tensei just played like Persona without the, you know, the emotional heart. Mm. And uh, apparently a lot of people got up that guy's ass. Because, you know, Persona's the spin-off. And I'm sure they were very nice about it, pointing that out. (laughs) Oh, oh yes, they were as nice as anyone who takes their gameplay seriously are nice about these things. Mm. (laughs) 
Great. So yeah, that's the last thing I played on the Switch. What else is what else was good this year? Psychonauts two, as I said, that's a good thing to get a Steam key of. Sure. Sure, sure. Probably, uh, probably the only thing anyone could reasonably be excited about, unless you're the sort of person who likes Halo. Ooh, bloody uh, Halo. Nobody with taste. So I'm okay with it. Well, fortunately a lot of people probably have relatives who have no taste. Hey. So maybe you could just maybe you could just get them Halo. Just get Halo stuff. Halo that they could play in between watching sports on the television. <laughs> Obviously, we are uh, playing up our dislike of Halo as our editor-in-chief, Nick, is in the chat listening, who is a big yes. Halo fan. Just- yes, we do, lo- we do like to tease Nick, <laughs> who often likes to play up his love of Halo. Yes. Um, yes, it's like a, it's like a little joke now. Someone mentions Halo and that Nick likes Halo, and we go, Nick likes Halo. Funny, he's never mentioned. <laughs> um, I know it didn't come out this year, but a game I have been playing this year uh, that I've been rather enjoying is uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, the new one. The newer of the Hyrule Warriors. Uh, it's gorgeous. the original... It's, yeah. I played the original Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun if you like that kind of thing. And, and weirdly horny for a Zelda game. Right. Right. Very, very horny. I got a few side eyes from my wife uh, from a few particular characters whose dresses were ridiculously attached to their very large breasts. Or is the new one horny as well? No, the new one is not horny. Um, they they went purely with the uh, Breath of the Wild art style. Very chaste. Well, that's, well, that's a horny in its own way. <laughs> Princess Zelda wears some very tight riding trousers in that game. <laughs> <laughs> the original Hyrule Warriors was horny because it was developed by, I think I'm right in saying it was developed by the same guys who developed Dead or Alive Extreme. Oh, okay. okay. I, think, I think that's right. It's very, very possible. But well, so I guess this is this is less horny than that because, like, even Zelda in the original Hyrule Warriors had a had a ridiculously large bust, which is very uncannon for Zelda. And so they've toned down all the busts. They've you know cranked him back to like a seven, which is uh, significantly less horny. Koei Tecmo was that it? Yes, it was Koei mm. Tecmo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh sure. Well, and you know, it's I always I always get paranoid when I declare something authoritatively, so I immediately had to look that up. Oh yes. great. Koei Tecmo developed Hyrule Warriors and the Dead or Alive series. Ah, and and you know what? I think both are very fun. Both like they're they're very different as far as the the hack and slash gameplay is concerned. Mm. The original Hyrule Warriors very standard. You know, Dynasty Warriors fair. It's incredibly. It's just a a reskin of Dynasty Warriors, which I'm a, a big fan of. So I was okay with that. The uh, Age of Calamity leans really hard into all of those Breath of the Wild um, uh, slate technologies, the bombs, the uh, the uh, the freezing mechanics, the freezing time mechanics, that sort of thing, and it actually feels mm. very different, but very very cool, very satisfying action game. Mm. If you are into Maybe. the Breath of the Wild series, well, if you're into Dynasty Warriors, but not so much Zelda, then uh, a game, another game I enjoyed from this year was, of course, Persona Five Strikers. Just to Ooh. bring things back to me banging on about Persona again, <laughs> which is. All the fun characters of Persona 5, but with a Dynasty Warrior-style 
combat style if you really, really turn your nose up at turn-based combat. And many people do. Or are just, just a just big doesn't fan. Have, just doesn't have that uh, primary gameplay loop mm. that Dynasty Warriors has. What? The Strikers or Persona 5 in general? Uh, turn-based combat. No, t- <laughs> turn-based combat does, does not have a strong primary loop. But the Dynasty Warriors combat does. Yes, yes. I have I've now officially added that to my list. As I'm a big Dynasty Warriors fan, I think yes. that kind of like dumb, repetitive combat is, is so really great. Like, yeah. If you like the energy of Persona 5, if you have a friend who likes the energy of Persona 5, get them that instead of Shin Megami Tensei 5. Because <laughs> there's not as much energy in that at all. Hmm. Okay. Well, good to know. Unless you count the energy from smacking yourself in the forehead from dying in combat again. Energy is energy. That's all I got to say. Okay. What else came out this year? Not a whole lot. <laughs> well, uh, if you're more into the, the Dark Souls style of combat, there's uh, usually always a healthy crop of that sort of thing. <laughs> sure. Back to the, one of the uh, PS5 uh, big releases was of course the Demon Souls remake, and that definitely feels like an event. Was that this the Demon year? Souls remake. That? Well, technically not, but I reviewed it this year, so oh, okay. fuck it. <laughs> also, you know, PS5 is probably slightly easier to get now. Mm, fair enough. I, they're releasing new um, new shells for the PS5 before they're releasing more PS5s. So. I don't know if you've read about that. <laughs> you can now get PS5s in different colors and buy different shells well, for your PS5. Well, if you're waiting long enough that the fucking scalpers have lowered their prices, maybe now is the time to get one. Right. I mean, it's the only way you can play Demon Souls and Returnal. And that's about it, really. That's, but, yeah, um, that's about it. Okay, so maybe it isn't worth getting a PS5 yet. Not Hush really. My mouth. <laughs> buy, a que- buy an Oculus Quest 2 instead. Is that something you can get excited about? There's probably more games that I want to play on a Quest than I do on the PlayStation 5. Or, you know, oh, that are exclusive go. to either. Oh, forgive me. There's Ratchet and Clank as well. Oh. Isn't that on PS4 as well, though? Got a PS4 not really worth trading up yet? Probably not. Um, no. I mean, uh, what else was there? Pretty much everything else was on PS4 and PS5. Mm, uh, I Very believe few. Rift Apart is an exclusive PlayStation 5 game. Well, that's hardly worth getting the PS5 for either. So that's all. I'm just I'm just keeping everyone up to up to date here. Okay. As far as exclusivity and PlayStation 4, so there's three yep. exclusive yep, that's the that's the that's the fucking future of gaming is it Sony, a remake of an 11-year-old game, <laughs> um another installment in the series that started on the PS2 and hasn't really evolved since. Mhm. And Returnal. Which, which I hear is, very good things about. It's not worth fucking <laughs> paying a scalper a thousand bucks. Right, for. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you like time loops, just play uh, literally any other game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Death Loop, for example. Ooh. Death Loop, there you go. The, the time loop game that you don't have to uh, buy a whole new fucking console for there you go you would you would put that on a on a gift list that you think that death death loop is worthy to gift to someone well if i had to pick um one of the time loop games 
uh, to recommend the most highly, mm-hmm. I'd probably go with The Forgotten City, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. But then I'm a kind of person who appreciates good writing in games. Sure. If you're more into gameplay, uh, yeah, Deathloop's all right. I mean, it's a bit... Well, it depends on what kind of gameplay you like, I suppose. If you're sure. more like uh, con- innovative, conceptual gameplay, but aren't so big on, you know, high challenge, then I'd go for Deathloop. But if you'd be disappointed by a game being too easy, then play Returnal, because you certainly won't have that problem with that game. <laughs> All right. So gauge your gift recipients carefully. If, they, if you think they'd be more appreciate a concept for its innovation... Or if they'd appreciate getting the shit kicked out of them for seven hours, Deathloop or Eternal. So take a it's peek a in their up. closet, see how many you know leather straps they have, and adjust accordingly. I guess Deathloop's a, a, a jollier experience all around. Returnal is kind of depressing. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, some people like that. Buy it for your goth uh, sister, who's still in high school. And going through a black nail polish phase. Yes. Yes. That and the Further Down the Spiral album. It'll be a dark, dark summer. Yes, thank you for bringing it up, Chad. The less said about 12 minutes, the better. We weren't going to mention it, Chad. No, no. Because we're done. We're done with that. (laughs) You know what? I haven't even looked at what won the the Game Awards. I only know what won uh, Game of the Year. It takes two, which surprised me because usually the pattern is they give it to whatever got the most nominations. Sure. And that was Deathloop. So It Takes Two was a bit of an upset, I suppose. As far as previous games are concerned. But It, it Takes Two is still a, a is is or is It Takes Two a bigger developer is my question. Um, well, it's EA. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But uh, it's an EA original, which is EA's like uh, indie side venture oh okay so it's published by ea but it's developed by haze lights the mm. guys who made brothers of tale of two sons and uh a way out okay and basically every game that's about two guys <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why they're just obsessed with games about two people not necessarily two player games because brothers wasn't sure just games about two people sure all right i'm just checking it out now oh what do you know Deathloop won Best Game Direction and Best Art Direction. There we go. Uh, apparently that was it, though. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Game Awards are very fucking arbitrary. I mean, what the fuck's the difference between an action game and an action-adventure game? I don't know, but they are different nominees and different winners, so... <laughs> so, yeah, Death... Wait. Deathloop... Or what, what am I... I'm looking at 2021 winners. Deathloop won... It won Best Game Direction, but Game of the Year was It Takes Two. Oh, okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy won Best Narrative. I know you rather enjoyed that. (laughs) Oh, no, no? Fuck you, Game Awards. (laughs) You only gave it Best Narrative because it was like the only AAA game that was like in the the narrative format for AAA games. As that is to say, Ghost Train Ride. Sure. Gotcha. Narrative. (laughs) Well, I don't Should have given it uh, Forgotten City, I'd say. Mm. Uh, Maggie Robertson won uh, for Resident Evil Village. Won Best Performance. I assume that's the that's Giant Lady. Yeah, that was Giant Lady. 
Well, it wasn't. I'm, it wasn't really the voice acting that made that character like, <laughs> mean. Was it? I think it was more about the giant titty. It's, it, okay, so so she won giant titty awards. Great. Yeah. Um, what have we got here? Life is strange. One for games for impact. Life is strange. True colors. Well, I guess they have to award it something. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits won for best indie game. Yep, Tales of Arise run one best role-playing game. That surprises me, actually. Okay. Because uh, that's like a JRPG, fairly bog-standard JRPG, really. Hmm. And uh, that, well, the nominations for that were all over the place. There was like JRPG, 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 and Cyberpunk. And <laughs> I guess they couldn't give it to Cyberpunk because <laughs> Cyberpunk, like, pissed on everyone's chips. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Metroid Dread won best action adventure game. Yeah, and yeah. Returnal won Best Action Game. So, what the <laughs> fuck does any of this mean anymore? Literally nothing. Literally yeah. nothing. You, know, you want to talk about a award whose like uh, name means absolutely nothing? I'm ready. Best Best Sim Stroke Strategy Game. The nominees were, and God help you if you can find a connection between these. I'm ready. Age of Empires Four, mm-hmm. Evil Genius Two, Inscription. Humankind and Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I love it. Did Microsoft Flight Simula- Simulator win? I hope it did. <laughs> no, Microsoft Flight Simulator did not win. Age of Empires 4 won. Oh. I've heard such great things about Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> Looks like the only thing the Forgotten City was nominated for was uh, best debut indie game. Oh, okay. And it didn't win because oh. it was forgotten. Kena Bridge of Spirits won that one. The game I almost immediately forgot everything about. Oh, well then, there you go. <laughs> Although I suppose of all the indie games on the list, there it was the one that obviously most aspired to be a AAA game. So that's fully on message. Yes. With the Game Awards, I suppose. 100%. Oh, and Elden Ring won most anticipated game, but a blind hedgehog could have predicted that. Why were Why were other games even nominated? That's the <laughs> exactly. real question. <laughs> but yeah, and so like a- any of those, as far as like kind of wrenching us back to the theme of this, like lists like that, to use as buying guides are can be a little hit or miss because like most likely anything that makes a list like that a gamer in your life has already either formed an opinion on or played right yeah that's why they needed us they needed us to suggest things people will actually like and not just the stuff that made money for the fuckers in the room exactly all the big money cunts oh the big money cunts Oh, shit. We're a bit behind. We should probably go to uh, Super Chats. Oh, sure. Actually, you know what? Before we get to Super Chats, there's one thing I wanted to... Ma- oh, yeah, here it is. There's one thing I wanted to mention um, as far as, like, you know, getting us back to gift uh, giving, uh, something that you can pick up at a local store or it can be shipped to you reasonably fast. Uh, if you are a, a fan of board games, party games, uh, something I've been playing a lot recently is uh, Monikers. 
board games. A board what games. What is this? The 15th century. I like board games, Yahtzee. Uh, it's called oh, Monikers. Uh, it's very similar to one of my all-time favorite party games uh, called Celebrity, which is a game where you just you know write down people's names and put them in a bowl. This is like a, a carded version of that. If you enjoy party games, this is crazy fun, uh, and it's a really good time. I have like this and two expansion packs. Well, since we're drifting into Ooh. non-video game shilling, yeah. what about the book-loving gift recipients in your life? Yahtzee, there are so many great books, but you know, for me, it's like I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Well, I've got good news for you. Oh, yeah? Because there's a... There's a there's a brand new Audible original book by an up and coming young author. What? And a sequel to one of his earlier books. It's called Existentially Challenged, and it's the sequel to Differently Morphous by what's his name? Uh, Yart Z. Croshaw, who I happen to think has really come into his own as an author lately. <laughs> And uh, there's no physical edition of that you can wrap up, but you, maybe you could have fun with the whole uh, making a crossword out of the the uh, download key. Absolutely. And if you know anyone who is a fan of Yahtzee's video game review videos, getting a bundle pack of Sorry, I didn't know books. he did video game reviews. He did what video. They? They're, they're called Zero Punctuation as he... Uh, you know, Sorry, what? Zero Punctuation as he talks very fast. You see, it's a little, a little play on words. Oh, what a characteristically clever play on words uh, that title is. It's I'd so better ingenious. check it out right away. Absolutely. So you can buy both audiobooks as a gift and... And, so, and here's the other great thing, uh, little known fact about uh, this video, uh, this video game reviewer. He has a lovely speaking voice. I've heard that. And he reads his own audiobooks. Really? Well, he must be very talented then. Not only the best <laughs> authors can pull that off. You know, people <laughs> often have often told me that my voice reminds, reminds uh, them of Yahtzee Crozier. Like genuinely, this happened at a party. <laughs> I said, "You know what? You know, you know what you sound like. You sound like that guy on the internet who does those re- reviews." And I said, "You know what? Something I get that a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of fun." Great. Well, so yes, I think that is also like a lovely recommendation. And then, yeah, make a little scavenger hunt. Make a make a, a scavenger hunt, and it ends with a little audible gift code. That would be really fun. Sure would. Great. All right, let's get through these super chats. Okay, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lo- I'm I'm ready. Yeah, it's- we we very much appreciate all these super chats. They help us make the material we love to make and you love to watch. Makes me make this face. Makes me this is my happy face. That's uh, it. Seems like a certain kind of happiness, at least. Is that a Nicolas Cage ahigao? Ahigao. Ahigao. What's ahigao? Just say yes. It's a Nicolas Cage ahigao. Okay. Yes. Nobody tell him. Right. Riley Kemp is, gives 10 US dollars to say, Hello, Yahtzee and Jack. Merry early Christmas. Yahtzee, congrats on the new book. Thought it was even better than the last one. Not to sound ungrateful, but do we have an ETA on the next book? Oh, they're oh my God. Are they? Yahtzee, your new book just released and they're already asking I know. for that. <laughs> Clearly already listened through it and already looking for the new distraction. That's Come modern on. culture for you. Come on, everybody. Uh, well, I haven't even started it yet, but the next book's uh, gonna probably going to be the final installment in the We'll Save the Galaxy for Food trilogy. Ooh, fun. So that'll uh, wrap everything up, hopefully. Great. Once I figure out how it wraps up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Andrew Hickenbottom gives five British pounds to say thanks for that, Henry VIII. Yards, you're welcome, Andrew Hickenbottom. David Foster gives four forty-nine great British pounds to say well done for staying so calm, Jack. Oh, with all my technical difficulties. Yes, yes. Luckily, we got over that. We got over that, and you know what? It's part of it's part of the job. We roll with it when it happens. Thanks, hey, thank you all for sticking around through eight minutes of technical difficulties. <laughs> James Matchett gives five dollars to say happy holidays. Lovely singing, Yatsi. Ten out of ten. Jack, you need to sing for us next. What's your favorite holiday tradition in your families? Hmm. Uh, giving me lots of presents. <laughs> I like I like opening presents. I mean, right? Um, well, well, uh, my family holiday traditions are really my wife's family holiday traditions. Mm. I'm not really, not really in contact with my own family anymore. But uh, the in-laws always make me feel welcome. I even have my very own stocking. You did it. Yes, with my name on, that they fill with sweets. Oh, that's I'm lovely. Like, that's always pleasant. <laughs> yeah, and, and we, I don't have any kind of older familial uh, holiday traditions as uh, I come from a bit of a broken family. And so we never really, uh, we traveled a lot uh, for, for Christmas usually, but uh, the, the, uh, oh no, I'm going to forget what it's called. What's the, uh, what's the stocking holiday called? Christmas? No, the, no, the one, the St. Nick's, uh, St. Nicholas's, uh, St. <laughs> Nick's day, which is like December uh, sixth or fourth or something. Uh, we mm. that's the day uh, in which you know they the kids find their stockings. Um, but that's the day we also have our giant scavenger hunt, which uh, the wife and I take great pride in making very difficult hints that lead to very difficult hints, and you know send them running all throughout the house very early in the morning. Um, and then uh, every year we have to watch um, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We usually watch a lot of Christmas movies, but that one has to happen for sure. It's mm, weird. <laughs> uh, curious, curious Christmas tradition back in England was watching The Great Escape around Christmas time. Oh, okay. Because they'd always show it on TV around that time. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. It's a good film. It's not very Christmassy, but it's a good film. <laughs> I mean, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. Donald Pleasance plays a, a blind forger. It's all oh. good. King Dead Forty Two gives two dollars to say Yahtzee's muted singing is the year's slightly something else highlight. Well, why don't you go recommend it in the Discord highlights channel that the Escapist has for recommending highlights to be put in the Escapist highlights videos? Boom! There you go. Doron Grossman Naples. I almost read that as gross nipples. Give us $5 to say, any thoughts on Deltarune? I know you love Undertale, or are you waiting until all seven chapters are released? Uh, yeah, the latter. I haven't touched Deltarune at all. I'm waiting for it all to come out. It's probably going to be quite a while yet. Because, yep. uh, you know, I've made the mistake of reviewing games based on their, like, their first episodes in the past, and it always feels kind of anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm willing to wait. Very I've been fair. replaying Undertale lately. I'm probably going to write an extra punctuation about it. Okay. Uh, name that I can't pronounce. Perfect. Looks Eastern European, possibly Polish. Gives $5 to say, oh, I might as well give it a go. Jidrzej Witchkowski gives $5. <laughs> 10 out of 10. To, 
to say, Yahtzee, would you consider Doom Eternal a ghost train ride with no thrill of a pretty thought out gift shop? Also, good luck with my name. Where's the lich? Nice. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I would not consider Doom Eternal a ghost train ride because it's got a fairly central core mechanic that's good. Right, yeah, it it takes great pride in in all of its tiny like replenishing mechanics that make it very much yeah. not a ghost train ride. Yeah, what I always like characterizing the ghost train ride is that um, there's really no um, stakes from one encounter to the next. You sure. always get fully healed up in between, mm-hmm. and I seem to remember Doom Eternal. You have to like pick up healing items to get your health back after after a big fight. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always liked about playing Half Life, you know. You'd be like, have a combat encounter that would leave you on like twenty health, and then you go, okay, I have to be extra careful in the next <laughs> combat encounter. Yeah, things are my actions have had consequences, and I am forming, I am creating a unique gameplay experience for myself mm-hmm. that I wouldn't get in those fucking ghost train rides. Hundred percent, I'm with you. There you go. Zach Owen gives five dollars to say, Yahtzee, are people in your collective works who share the same surname related familiarly, thematically, or do you just not know many names? Jack, hi. I don't know. Sometimes I just like latching onto names, but I guess thematically they're linked because uh, there's a character in um, Differently Morphous called uh, Mike Badger, because I, who is like a, a no-nonsense Yorkshireman, mm-hmm. and I happen to like Badger as a surname for a no-nonsense Yorkshireman. And I there's a, I have a previous work called Poacher that was like a Metroidvania platformer about a no-nonsense Yorkshireman whose name is Derek Badger. So yeah. Maybe they're related. If you want to think that for your headcanon, you're quite welcome to. That's a great name. Badger is a great last name. Yeah. yeah. Badger. <laughs> That's Badger, said in the Yorkshire accent. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that as like a, like a, a hard-nosed, like, like cowboy sheriff, like, like Mortimer Badger. Yeah, that's good. Mortimer? Mm-hmm. Just I, I needed something quickly with a lot of syllables. Mortimer was the first, you know. Uh, Jack, Jack Badger. Ooh, that De- works too. In Die Hard Twelve. Yes, I made it. I made it into Die Hard Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um, that guy, you know, gives mm. five dollars to say greetings cards are kind of useless. Usually thrown out within the span of a year if you haven't written a magnum opus of a message inside. Yeah, you always feel weird about throwing them out, though, don't you? Mm-hmm. I got a big pile of old greetings cards on the like the table that were taken down after Christmas, and I'm like, well, throwing them away just feels ungrateful now. Obviously, we should let these molder in the attic for the next twenty years. Well, but also like, either put some heart into it, or you could make it part of the gag. One year, uh, a friend of ours had a a thirtieth birthday party. And, you know, they kind of had just moved into a new place, like got a new job. And so it's like, oh, we know that, you know, for their 30th birthday, all they really want, all they really need is cash. Like they just need money. And so Mm. instead of, you know, just handing them one card with cash in it, we gave them third way. Like we went to the dollar store, bought 30 cards and put different amounts of cash in all of them. So they had to open 30 different cards and that became part of the gag. That sounds thrilling. It was. It was. Uh, it was fun. It was really. Uh, it was really fun because they had to open every single one of them. And you know the comedy. The comedy mm. rose and dove as they opened more and more and realized what was happening. But it was a fun way to do it. And then they didn't feel bad throwing out all the thirty cards. Mm. Hmm. 
Scavenger gives $2 to say, gift idea, bungees for Oculus players who stand up. Isn't that part of like the, the full immersion kit? Like I've seen people use those full immersion VR kits where there's like a there's an omnidirectional treadmill and like a belt and uh, hand controllers and the headset and they've always got this sort of like bungee cord coming off their back so they can jump really high. I don't in like the game. that. I don't like that. <laughs> That's too much. It's a bit much. No. Yeah. Much prefer the Oculus Quest Two. Just stick one thing on and away you go. It's just probably a big selling point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kudlak13 gives $5 to say there is a there is a gift, a Nintendo controller for the larger-handed gamer. I'd very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Also, chocolate with alcohol inside. Good stuff. Ooh, I don't really like those liquor chocolates, do you? Because you bite into them, and then they spray, spill all down your front. Yeah, any any chocolate with, with liquid in it is not a good combination. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan. Yeah. I like soft centers. Those are nice. Sure. But actual actual liquid, just you know, it's a mess. Even you know what? Even with the soft center, depending on the soft center, like I've never been a fan of um, uh, what are they called? Cadbury eggs, like Cadbury cream eggs. Oh, you philistine! Ugh. I love Cadbury's cream eggs. Oh, oh, it's just too much. It's like the the sugar's too much, and then yeah, it's goopy when you open it up. Ugh, ugh. Have you tried um, the Cadbury's caramel eggs, which Ooh. are exactly the same as Cadbury's cream eggs, but with caramel instead of the filling of a Cadbury's cream egg? I, w- I would probably enjoy that significantly more. Or, um, I don't know if they've even been sold in this country, but they also do like a Cadbury's dream eggs, which are white chocolate, Ooh. which have a sort of white chocolate fondanty stuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That could be nice. Those are, those are also good. I'm a big fan of white chocolate. I know some people aren't, but I like it. Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, David Foster gave us four forty nine British pounds to say, "Pray for the gods." Just came out. They copied. Sorry, was influenced by Shadow of the Colossus and Breath of the Wild. The dev's own words. Okay. Yes. I haven't played it. I've played a bit of it. it. When I when I played it, it was you know not fully released yet and in kind of a jank state. I my first impression was not super thrilled it might be good now i don't know <laughs> i thought you were like uh being cute with that title but it, yeah i looked it up on steam it's literally p-r-a-e-y for the gods if i remember correctly it was originally you know regular pray for the gods and um who made the game pray uh well there are two preys one was made by arcane mm. and the other i believe was made by human head and i believe one of those studios like put some pressure on pray to the gods or whatever it's called to change their name oh for fuck's sake this yeah. is that the candy crush saga bollocks again yes yes that's you what i remember at least you can't copyright the word saga you twats <laughs> you know what i assume yeah i remember like hearing about this game but i never got around to playing it so you know what i'm gonna play that game this week pray for the gods because i got bugger i got bugger all else to play already played through halo and that's gonna be my last review of the year so i got some time off i'm just gonna play what i want to play mm, fuck you, you nick <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean that, Nick. You're a lovely man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where are we? 
Scavenger gives five dollars to say my usual gifts for new friends: the DOA movie, best video game movie ever. IMHO, you must be very popular with your friends, Scavenger. <laughs> Golf with your friends and Monster Prom. I don't keep friends long. There we go. There I we go. don't know what Monster Prom wasn't. Isn't Monster Prom one of them spoof dating sims? Probably. That's exactly what it sounds like. Googling. Uh, that guy, you know, gives $2 to say, I've lost about 10 hours in SMTV due to deaths. See, I keep, I, I was calling it SMTV while I was writing about it. Shin Megami Tensei 5, I mean. Thank you. And it always threw me off because SMTV was the name of like a kid's Saturday morning TV show when I was growing up. Oh, okay. So it kept, made me, kept making me think of that. Hosted <laughs> by Ant and Deck for fans of retro British television. For the four of you out there, they they just got that yes. reference and really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, Rendworth gave us five US dollars to say, I love the 3D view VR has, but could there ever be a market for headsets with traditional console controllers for games beyond vehicle sims? Sure. I mean, you're kind of missing out if you're not playing a shooter with hand controllers, if you ask me. As long as it's mostly just, you know, one-handed guns. Two-handed it- guns just look kind of dumb. It's the it really then it's like what's the purpose? It's like what's the if you're playing a regular game with a VR headset, why go through the extra effort of strapping something to your face? Well, quite that you know. So yeah, hmm. might be fun like having one of them uh, Steel Battalion games in VR with like a, a huge <laughs> control bank in front of you. Yes, I'd probably enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scavenger, again, gives $5 to say, I said during Game Awards, at least the Oscars have segments for creators who died. TGA are a hollow hype machine that makes Game Informer jealous. That was something I meant to look up, actually, because whenever they have the Game Awards, they have like this sort of Lifetime Achievement Award, and yeah. it's usually just whatever old-timey video game developers scrotum they could persuade to show up. Yeah. And uh, who was it? Who was it this time? I, I don't I don't know some people global gaming citizens is that what they're calling it now some people I've never heard of oh well because <laughs> one year it was one year it was Ken and Roberta Williams I mean who the fuck have thought about Ken and Roberta Williams in the last 20 years who are Ken and Roberta Williams they were the people who founded Sierra who made all the Sierra adventure games oh well you know that was that was a, a huge influence on the gaming industry for many years I could see that I, I guess <laughs> defunct as a publisher since half-life sure La- Lara Lynn McWilliams won the <laughs> lifetime achievement award this year and I know um, what you're thinking is who's Lara Lynn McWilliams? She's an American oh, yeah. game designer. I was actually thinking that. And oh well, uh, let me scan her Wikipedia real quick. Uh, creative director of Free Realms, which made which made uh, uh, what did she make? What it, no, her Wikipedia she, doesn't tell me what she made. She agreed to show up. That was <laughs> that was that was why she got the lifetime achievement. Uh, top. She was listed as one of the top women in MMOs. So whatever game she made, it was an MMO. Okay. Oh, Free Realms was the game. Says no. Ison in the chat. Uh. <laughs> 
This is a sad Wikipedia, by the way. This is a sad Wikipedia page <laughs> that gives me no, it literally no information on what she has done. Why don't I, why doesn't anyone give me a lifetime achievement award? 15 years of making zero punctuation, man and boy. I haven't faded into obscurity like some viral hits. You know, you're not, you're not old enough yet. You got to get okay, older. Okay, fine. Give it another 10 years. Yeah. I'm just looking for for the games that she made. Wait, wait till I'm benefiting from the twenty year nostalgia rule. Yeah, exactly. Then you're going to get all sorts of awards. Okay, Storm Templar gives uh, two dollars to say, "Just want Jack to give Biscuit some pets." How is Biscuit? Not in my office, but Biscuit is fine. Biscuit is uh, really enjoying. Uh, colder weather as he's snuggling a lot more uh, him and cookie are moving closer and closer to snuggle town which is phenomenal oh by the way oh, yeah. not to get off biscuit talk because pet talk i know uh, does it but free realms was the game that she produced it was a freemium mmorpg aimed at kids slash tweens well i guess now we know why the triple a industry wanted to award her Yep. So she was a pioneer in microtransactions. Oh! She, was, she was fucking Pandora of box <laughs> fame. <laughs> Toffee's fine too. He's sort of slipped down in the inside of my coat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not sure if he's fine. He might have died in there. Oh. Toffee. Toffee. How are you? Toffee. He's fine. Oh, great. Great. Uh, James Matchett gives two US dollars to say, Jack, any board game wrecks for two people? Ooh, okay. Well, yeah, so the the monikers, that's that's more than two people. I do, by the way, though, as part of my uh, mad grab for board game recommendations. Hold on. It's right here. Oh, it's... Ooh, stay. All right. It's called... Oh, oh I, my camera is reversed, by the way. Hmm. I didn't hmm. know that. Oh, well. Uh, we'll fix that later. Uh, it's called Mystic Veil. This is the uh, you can't read it, but it's called Mystic Veil. No, no, okay. it won't work. You can't read it, but it's called Mystic Veil. This is what the cover looks like, uh, and it's great. It's a it's a great uh, two player game. It's two to four players, uh, and it is a deck building game. But it's more than a deck building game. It's a card building game. You, you get uh, sleeves to put cards in, and then they kind of stack on top of each other to make mega cards. So you always have the same number of cards, and you, like, expand each card. And it has, like, a druidy, nature-y vibe, but, you know, who cares about that? Um, it's, it's really fun, and uh, it's a good time playing. And it's uh, great for two hmm. people. Well, there you go. Yeah. And who indeed cares about that? <laughs> you know, if you're not, like, a... Uh, like a sometimes like the theme of the game is really fun and interesting um like if you've ever played the game k2 it's about mountain climbing really fun theming with the with uh how you move your characters and reserve your oxygen but here it's like hey you're making you're a druid and you're doing stuff (laughs) okay so anyway all right then uh scavenger gives two dollars to say jack tell your kids to stop hunting me because they were scavenger hunting Oh, I will not. I'm training. Don't you them. just feel like part of the fun, scavenger. I'm training them. 
that guy, you know, gave us $5 to say, well, maybe we'd stop being so needy for books if somebody should stop ending their books on cliffhangers. Hey, it's an ongoing series. All my books have uh, self-contained internal stories, mm. and there's a sort of broad, broad overarching thing as well. Tea, a little tease, a little, yes. a little glimpse at what is coming up next. Existentially Challenged has like a fun murder mystery in it, and that's fully resolved by the end. Nice. It's just, you know, there's loose threads to continue the series with. You know, like Darth Vader surviving at the end of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalek Sex gives five pounds to say the year later Sony exclusive Spider-Man DLC consists entirely of random documents and audio logs. Merry Christmas. All right, then. What? What Spider-Man DLC? Well, um, apparently there's some Spider-Man DLC that came out a year later exclusive to Sony that consists entirely of random documents and audio logs. Dalek sex tells us. Oh. But I don't really do DLC, so who cares? Oh, are you talking about Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man DLC? Oh, is that... Well, your problem one is playing Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I don't think anything <laughs> Marvel's Avengers was going to do was going to make me think any worse of it. Right, because all of the like the Sp- Spider-Man P- uh, PS4, their DLC is a little short, but still a whole ton of fun. But that was hmm. uh, you know a few years ago at this point. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So BS Marsh gives five dollars to say Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Thanks for all the great work this year. You're welcome, B.S. Mark. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Arcane Knight gives $5 to say, I got a copy of We'll Save the Galaxy for my mum a while back, but forgot to proofread it. She got one page in and asked me to return it. I enjoyed it, though. Okay. Was it because one page in you made it was too crude or because uh, there were grammatical errors? That's I my like question. To, I like to think it, the word. Your your mum sounds a bit ungrateful to me, Arcane Knight. Mm. I think you should show her her place. I think you should give her a smack and say, I shelled out for this wonderful book for you and you can bloody well like it, bitch. I do not and condone then she, this. And then she'll know, then she'll know where she is. Uh, Obi Wan Dahomey gives four ninety nine nice. <laughs> to say yesterday was my birthday. I'm ready to count how many Christmas presents are also counted as birthday gifts this year. The uh, the uh, the curse of December birthdays. You, all of mm. your presents are lumped together for the rest of your life. By the way, I'm sorry. I, my birthday's in May. Oh. Nicely spaced out. That's probably the only thing kept me going through my school years. Right. Dang summer birthdays. <laughs> well, no, spring. Sp- well, spring summer. It, it's far enough away from major gift-giving holidays where you get more presents than us. Ugh. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Scavenger gives $2 to say, this is worth $2. Still hoping for a Haven review. You know, I did um, try out that game mm-hmm. after you recommended it, Haven. Played it for a while, haven't really gone back to it. Probably, maybe it was a bit cute. Okay. 
It was, it was interesting. It's a game of where you play like a young couple who are like a colonizing an alien world. Hmm. And uh, you don't see that very much, you know, characters who are in love with each other and are just a couple from the start and are together the whole game. And that's just their dynamic. Sure. And usually if there's like romance in a game, it's because you meet a new character and fall in love over the course of a crazy adventure Mm -hmm. and then give him a snog at the end. Well, no, this is just a couple. They're already, uh, you know, uh, in a committed relationship and they explore planet together being cute. Hmm. That's great. I guess. Um, Andrew Hickenbottom and they hold hands while they zoom across the planet. It's very nice. Ooh, adorable. Uh, Andrew Hickenbottom gives two British pounds to say a couple of quid towards that Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> Thank you very much, Andrew Hickenbottom. Just got to hold on long enough, you know. Hold on long enough till you reach, oh shit, better give him an award before he dies age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rather have the that award than the, uh, you know, the ones we've lost and remembered award. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Canon uh, does, or Canon does, Mm. Gave us $5 to say, long-time fan of The Escapist, first-time dono. Hope you guys and your families have a happy holiday season. Well, I'm sure we all hope that too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And right back at you. Yeah, yeah, to all of you, to everybody watching, yeah. if you celebrate, uh, we hope you have yeah. a good time. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Although, I'll probably be an episode next week where we'll probably have to repeat that. Oh, yeah, or I fair. will. That's fair. That's fair. That'll be with, that'll be with Marty. But, mm. you know, Marty has to have his chance to say hey, Merry Christmas to everyone as well. It's true. Very true. And uh, I guess this is the last one, so no more Super Chats now. James Matt... Uh, just as I say that, another one comes in. All right, no more Super Chats after this one. <laughs> James Matchett gives US uh, gives $2 US to say, Jack, any more board game bricks? Literally. Oh, don't encourage him. I am I'm currently surrounded by board games, yes. <laughs> oh, fine. You can have one more board game recommendation because someone paid for it. Only one? Yeah. Oh, Choose carefully. This is a big deal, Yats. Okay, well, while we're waiting, um, I'm Henry VIII. I am Henry VIII. I am. I am. I got married to the widow next door. She's been married seven times before, and everyone was an Henry. Okay. You gave everyone Henry Dave's blue balls. <laughs> all right. I have, out of out of all the games uh, around me, I, I have the game that we go to the most when it's game night, uh, especially with people who are not necessarily board gamers, who are, you know, like, like you know, because... You can talk about like Settlers of Catan, but that takes some kind of strategy and forward thinking. And people who are new to board games don't necessarily want to do that. They just want to, you know, play a game and, and have a good time. So here it is. It's called Mysterium. Ooh, like the Spider-Man villain. Not Mysterio, Mysterium. Oh, my mistake. Your mis- that was your that was your mistakeium. And uh, Mysterium is uh, basically psychic clue. Uh, one player is a, uh, a recently ghosted body, uh, and it's up to everyone else uh, to play psychics who figure out... Re- recently ghosted? Well, everyone stopped talking to them on social media. I meant recently dead and is now a ghost. 
Yeah. Oh, of course, that makes a lot more sense. Um, I know it's all backwards. I'm sorry. It's called Mysterium. That's what the box looks like. Uh, it's available at most major retail locations. Uh, one player is is a ghost, and you have to give psychic clues to the other players as to a, a murderer, a location, and a weapon. And it is always uh, a ton of fun. It's it's a great introduction into kind of headier board games. Great cards with a lot of little art on them. Has an expansion pack now. Highly, highly recommend if uh, they don't have if someone you know who plays board games doesn't have it. Okay. <sighs> Mitchell Emery <But> gives also... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Mitchell Emery gives one seventy nine pounds to say has Jack played Vampire the Masquerade tabletop RPG? No, and I won't. Okay. Any particular reason? Uh, it's. It gets a little too up its own ass about vampire lore for my personal taste. Maybe maybe uh, we should do that for the follow-up to Adventure is Nigh. Get out of your comfort zone a bit. Have some fun with it. Um, to commemorate Anne Rice having just died, of course. R.I.P. Anne Rice. Um, uh, do you, you ever read her erotic books? Uh, no, I have not read. Well, I mean, I, I read the Vampire Lestat, you know. Yeah, well, I guess those, yeah, those were the, her like softcore stuff. But uh, I've read her, <laughs> I've read her really porny books, mm. and uh, you know, the woman was quite mad. That that you know, congratulations to her libido. It won in the end. Um, yeah, but no, you know, I'd like I'm just not super into vampires in the way that people who play vampire the masquerade are into vampires uh and like here's the thing yeah you're gonna get everyone like riled up to have us play vampire the masquerade which means you will have to learn how to play vampire the masquerade which you don't want to do all i'm saying is let's just translate all our current characters into vampires and then spend the whole campaign taking the piss out of it like there, if I if I remember correctly, like there is like a, a like a, a social scale in vampire. Like the things you do in Vampire the Masquerade affect how other vampires view you, and like there's all of these. There's all this little fud well, fud. Sounds like sounds like multiple raffles with Everwind Smythe would fit right in. <sighs> Son of a bitch. And I just I just want to see Dabarella as a vampire cat just. <laughs> screaming at everyone <laughs> just screaming and trying to make friends with everyone she meets maybe uh maybe we'll do we'll we'll throw together for next halloween like a halloween one-off episode where you're all vampires <laughs> that sounds like fun okay great <laughs> okay james manchek gives two dollars to say merry christmas to all and to all a good night which i think he was hoping would be the last super chat ah. but then felix fucking lang came along oh and gave £1.79 to say, what's the most average game you've ever played? What a boring question to end on. What a boring fuck you are, Felix Lang. I hate you. I'm going to take your money. I'm going to piss on it. I don't remember. It was too average. <laughs> if it was the most average game, I would have immediately forgotten about it. That's how it works. That's how I calculate the blandest list. I try to remember what games I've forgotten the most about looking over the list of reviews from the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on that note, thanks everybody for coming out and joining us for this slightly something else where we kind of talked about gift ideas and then we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm just kidding, Felix Lang. We're very grateful for your donation. <laughs> it's really true. It's really true. 
Um, uh, thank you all for watching and or listening to this. Um, remember, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, the, this Thursday, there will be uh, New Adventure is Nigh over on YouTube. Ooh, yes. And a brand new extra punctuation on the site. Ooh, absolutely. And on YouTube, if you're a YouTube member, which of course you are. I mean, why wouldn't you be? You should definitely be a YouTube member because, you know, the player on the site is sometimes yeah. a little janky. So be a YouTube member. It, it's very helpful. Yeah. Your name is green on the on the streams, so we can immediately see. Ooh. James Matchett, for example, who mm -hmm. uh, gave us the good super chat, he's a member. Good for him. You know who isn't a member? Who? Felix Lang. <gasps> Felix, you're not a member. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You so not only is he not a member, he comes in at the end of our streams to shit him up with really crap questions. Felix, you could have used that 179 pounds towards your YouTube membership. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. You feel that. stupid now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, and I, like, I don't know if I'll be uh, uh, on another slightly something else before Christmas because I don't know how calendars work. Uh, and so uh, happy Christmas to everyone. Uh, no, you no, you will not. Oh, okay. Well, the then next, next time you'd be due for one would be on the twenty eighth. Ah, so that would be a, a post Christmas. Uh, well, then we can talk about how full and sick we are of presents. Yeah, talk about all the stuff we got. Ooh, fun! Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Harlack, and I'm at Yardsy Crowshaw. Tune in tomorrow for zero punctuation, of course. Can't forget about that. Absolutely. And the post-CP stream. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, zero punctuation is... And uh, you might have predicted this if you were listening to the earlier parts of this uh, conversation. It's Shin Megami Tensei Five. Ooh. Are you going to get of angry emails? <laughs> a lot of people have been nagging me to review that because I like Persona so much. And pe those people are probably going to be very upset. Mm. Classic. Classic. Well, until then, bye, everyone. Bye.